Really Charlie podcast. A weekly show with the one person to make you say, Really Charlie? On the Really Charlie podcast. Tune in. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. I'm Charlie Perry, and uh, today I just wanted to get on this podcast and uh, talk to you for a bit. We have, um, you know, got some sad news yesterday. Um, my wife's uh, aunt, Hilda Pies, had passed away, um, and uh, that's a, it's just sad, beautiful, beautiful woman, and uh we we are going to miss her. Um, her heart of gold, and was always uh, trying to find you know just basically do for her family. Great mom, great grandmother, you know. So uh, rest in peace, and uh, our deepest deepest sympathies to uh, Chucky, Brucey, Brian, you know, the grandkids. Uh, daughter-in-laws you know we we're gonna miss her we're gonna miss her and uh so rest in peace hilda pious as i know her as auntie hilda the um second yeah all right um you know, I wanted to come on here. Uh, I missed a few segments with my really weird stuff and uh, wanted to uh, get on here, just talk, you know, just basically uh, sitting around and why not come on a podcast and talk about a few things. What's up, Joey? How you doing? Hope all's well. Um, when are we going to get this summer, man? When are we going to get the summer in New Bedford, Massachusetts? Or in the Northeast. When is the summer coming? It is already June. And the weather is not too nice to me. So. Joey is coping. What's up, man? Well, you hang in there. Stay strong as always. I know you as a man doing the grind, man. You keep it up. Continue to support your family and do all that's well. That's what we got to do. Life is so short and um, got to appreciate what we have around us. Um, so I, uh, for many, many months, I've been uh, disturbed about something that's been going on in the city. Um, I love my city. I love this whaling city, New Bedford, Massachusetts. Zip code 02740. Something I, and I lived in LA, I lived in Florida. Um, 
and uh, appreciate those states and towns and cities that I lived in. Um, but home is New Bedford, Massachusetts. And um, something that's been disturbing me is, um, and it's been there a while, you know, call me late, call me just lazy, didn't want to deal with it. I had too many other things I was dealing with, but the statue at uh, in Marine Park, Prince Henry statue, the navigator, just sitting there looking out to the harbor of New Bedford, uh, New Bedford Harbor, and uh, just disturbing that I have to see that first and foremost. He's not an American citizen, and we have a statue of him hanging here on U.S. soil, Mem uh, commemorating him for all the things that he's done. Uh, there's a lot of atrocities that that man has done, you know, or was in charge of, and, you know, including the slavery of uh, Africans, primarily Cape Verdean people, kidnapping them. And, well, anyways, it's there. The statue is there, you know, and I'm not pro knocking on statues, you know, but uh, let's talk. We got to talk about that one and how it got approved and just sitting there. Um, man, it's crazy, crazy. So all the politicians in the city that approved it on city ground, you should be ashamed of yourself because you probably did it for a lot of things. You probably did it for some votes. You probably did it for some support. At the bottom line, it should never have been there. Um, shouldn't be there, but it's there. So I don't know what to tell you and what you're going to do. You know, uh, there's many, many people from the country of Portugal that you could have probably put up there, including the ones that are here now, including the ones that are, have always contributed to the community, always benefit, always did for others throughout the city. Um, many, many people. But Prince Henry wasn't one that you should have up there. There's so many, so many fine people in this city that has contributed to the well-being of New Bedford, Massachusetts, and its Welling Port. Prince Henry hasn't done that. So we're going to look into it a little further, and um, I know New Bedford Guide had done a great article on it some years back. Um, and... Uh, you know, it's just not something that should be there. Um, I heard a story from a friend of mine that um, uh, a friend tells me that uh, some resident from Michigan was traveling along a marine park as uh, they were all gazing at the statue of Prince Henry. And that Michigan resident said, do you know that that man was a bad man? and the atrocities that he had committed to people. And uh, your city has the statue here 
and uh well if that person from Michigan can know the history of uh, of Prince Henry uh, why couldn't people that uh, officially uh, decided to uh, take the money and put that statue up as uh, something special not too far from the historic whaling museum not too far from the land's end of the historic whaling city harbor you know uh, new bedford harbor not too far from the fine town of fairhaven massachusetts not too far from many 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 historic things including the historic downtown new bedford so uh that's a negative to me and uh, i think that uh city of new bedford should uh reevaluate that huge statue of prince henry at marine park great park got a great little docking area few quite few uh, uh quite a few good businesses over there um but that's something needs to be re-evaluated. All right, let me see if I can do something here. Got some facts, some really weird facts. And um, back in the time of World War II, beginning and during, well, sorry, beginning during World War I, sorry, the United States forcibly institutionalized thousands of women for STI treatment. Um, this was uh, basically done to, uh, you know, just to um, protect the soldiers from getting transmitted with diseases. Um, story says when the United States joined World War I in 1917, officials were worried about the health of American soldiers who were filling out, who filing out of the ranks. Specifically, they wanted to protect soldiers from STIs. Um, their solution, the so-called American plan, which empowered authorities to detain, examine, and institutionalize any woman that they suspected of pros, uh, promiscuity. I could never pronounce that word. For example, Nina McCall, Nina McCall, just one of thousands of women who were examined and treated against their will, was forced to spend three months at the Bay City Detention Hospital in order to get treatment for gonorrhea and syphilis. The United States wasn't the only country that forcibly institutionalized women for STIs. In the 19th, 19th century, Great Britain Contagious Diseases Acts similarly uh, similar policed women's bodies. And the, uh, it says, and the policies were adapted by Britain's colonies as well. So, you know, to protect the soldiers, they were just basically rounding up women and 
institutionalizing them, examine them. Kind of goes with uh, Roe versus Wade and all the things that they're doing, you know. Um, so the uh, crazy thing is, we're gonna um, take this down here. I'll get back to those stories. Got some other stories coming up, um, but uh, the. Uh, as you see this little TV in the background, it shows many of my uh, previous guests that were on here. I have to update it because um, there's definitely not 200 plus pictures showing behind me, you know, and we've had many, many episodes on the Really Charlie podcast on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, LinkedIn. Um, uh, we had some on Buzzsprout. Um, and, uh, so there's many, many people. So as you're seeing the flashes of that screen, there's many, many people like Tracy Welch, fine, fine person from the city of New Bedford. And it just goes on and on. Those are the books of Tawana, um, Chisley. And, um, she's just definitely good artist. There's Dee Watkins, my man. And in the back there, there's some more books. Uh, I can't really see that one, but, uh, you know, so I'm trying to add more pictures in the background. Brian Hauser in the background. Great, great gentleman, great basketball player. Ron Andrews from Fairhaven High School. It's my nice little uh, artwork by Lionel Peter Walker. And there's some merchandise from Adam Soares and his merchandise brand called Cooked. So there's many, many things in there. Um, and uh, I just like to add those pictures so that everyone can see that I'm continuing to support them in their, their causes on the Really Charlie podcast. All right, let's go back to some more history facts here. This one. Exactly one U.S. senator perished in the Civil War. The American Civil War was America's bloodiest conflict. Though it's difficult to nail down exact numbers, historians believe somewhere, somewhere over 600,000 to 700,000 soldiers lost their lives in the war. One U.S. senator was among the lost. British-born Edward Dickinson Baker was serving as a senator from Oregon when he joined the Civil War. Unfortunately, the conflict would claim his life. He fell in October 1861 at the Battle of, of Balls Bluff. Baker remains the only sitting U.S. senator ever to die in combat according to the Senate's official history page. Interesting. He was all in. Yeah, let's see what we got here.
Look at that. A Brazilian ape gained nearly half a million votes in a mayoral, mayoral election in 1988 because some voters didn't like their choices. Mm. Sounds like monkey business to me. So, voters in Rio de Janeiro weren't especially thrilled with their candidates' options during the 1988 mayor election. Some voters got creative with writing candidates. The so-called Brazilian Banana Party launched a write-in campaign for Tio, a chimpanzee in the city zoo. The ape was apparently popular enough to earn less than 400,000 votes, finishing repeatedly in third place, or respectably in third place. Can you imagine that? 400,000 votes. 400,000 votes. Whoa. Mayors in this city, or candidates in this city, can't even get 10,000 votes. Barely reach 8,000 votes. Actually, I've never seen that, but, um, you know, so the numbers here in the city of New Bedford are are usually around 10, maybe 10,000, 11,000, maybe, maybe 12,000, I I believe. Yeah, just thinking off the top of my head here. Um, Queen Victoria only became queen because her older cousin passed in childhood, childbirth. Hmm. By 1817, the future George IV, who ruled as prince from 1811 to 1820, was the only one of King George's six adult sons to have a legitimate child. Prince Charlotte of Wales Oh, that was his child. As the prince um, begins only children, Charlotte was much loved by both her father and the British public. And given her status as George III's only legitimate grandchild, she was expected to ascend the throne one day. But to change in November 1817, when... 21-year-old Charlotte passed while giving birth to a stillborn child. Too bad. Um, Which, um, the tragic passing of the future higher, higher to the throne sent Charlotte's uncle scrambling to produce. Um, sent them scrambling, uh, let's get back where I am, to produce their own legitimate children so the monarchy would have a clear future and secure line of succession. Ultimately, Prince Edward, Duke of Kent, and uh, Shrathern succeeded. Though he was George III's fourth son, his daughter, Victoria, would eventually inherit the throne in 1837. Without her, the Victorian era 
wouldn't have existed. Interesting. All right. All right. Let's plug this laptop in. Bear with me. Battery's kind of low here. But what do you want to talk about here on the Red Charlie podcast? All right, everyone. Well, did my thing here, and I'm just trying to uh, keep busy. And um, uh, Celtics, um, my Celtics, allowed to go. And I say allowed because they allowed the Golden State Warriors to stay in the series. Um, could you imagine if they did everything right? Not near, not perfect. Just nearly perfect. You know, where they got maybe a B plus or something like that in every game. The series would have been over. You know, Celtics to me are the better team. And uh I think anybody that came out of the East would have probably won this finals. Um and uh well, it's not over yet. Best out of three. We'll see what happens. We'll see if Boston brings their A or B game. And I think they just need a B game, you know. They don't have to be top-notch. I think if they just bring some quality basketball, they shall prevail and come back to Boston and hopefully win this thing. So let's, let's see what happens. All right, everyone. Well, Wednesday, I'm going to have a podcast, hopefully with uh, some local artists um, from the city. Um, get them on it, get some updates of what's going on, you know, group reality. Um, also, Hendrick Hernandez, Hernandez Resto, get them on here and talk about what's going on with them and how things are moving along with their uh, success. Um and with their dreams of being uh, the next greatest uh, hip-hop artist out of the city. You know, and they're already great in my eyes. Um, can't wait to talk to that group. And also, I invited uh, my friend, Lionel Peter Walker, um, on here. And, and we could just kind of chop chop it up, talk to these young dudes, and, uh, and see what's going on, you know. Uh, and maybe it'll lead to some other stories, you know. Uh, especially some of the things that Lionel's doing throughout the city, you know, maybe it'll lead to something else. And, uh, but we want to definitely talk to those groups and, and see what's going on so they can inspire and, uh, inspire others to do their thing, you know, when it comes to music and, uh, and get your stuff out there because they're already moving along. So, you know, there may be a, some stars out there that have just not touched um, the recording studio. Just don't know how it feels. And these guys have done it. So we're going to have them come on and uh, give us an update. All right, everyone. Well, I'm going to move along and keep moving 
forward on this Really Charlie podcast. I have some other future stars coming up. John George Weinstein from the Atlanta uh, Atlanta um, Writing Club. Uh, we're going to have him on here coming up on the end of the month, and a few more other few more other great people, authors from the state of Georgia, and we're going to have them on here too. So I'm moving along and trying to bring you some great guests that you can listen to. So I'll see you Wednesday on the Really Charlie podcast brought to you um, on uh, Facebook, Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, LinkedIn, and I'm just trying to do my thing for you and highlight my guests as they uh, deserve their flowers while they are standing. That's the Really Charlie podcast on StreamYard, Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and Buzzsprout occasionally. All right. So take care. God bless. And I'm going to end my podcast with this great, great intro song. Take care. It's the really Charlie Podcast. Yeah, it's the really Charlie Podcast. Yo, yo, it's the really Charlie Podcast. Bumping to your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass. Yeah, it's the really Charlie Podcast. Yo, it's the really Charlie Podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's the really Charlie Podcast. Bumping to your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass. Charlie Podcast, making memories last. Your time, my time, we all shine on the Really Charlie Podcast.